The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. Hope everybody out there is having a good holiday weekend. It's still the Saturday edition of From the Podium, so we're going to give you the best of Thursday and Friday. On today's podcast, you'll hear directly from the Chiefs coordinators, as well as Chris Jones and McCole Hardman. But let's start with a defensive coordinator of your Kansas City Chiefs. Here's Steve Spagnola. All the normal suspects here? Everybody here. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas Eve to everybody. Uh, I won't get to see everybody tomorrow, so I wish you all a Merry Christmas. Um, just got off the field. Thought we had a pretty good, fast, efficient practice. And with that, I'll open it up. Go first to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach. Merry Christmas to you, too. Yeah, thanks, Pete. Asked uh, Tyron yesterday about just how close he feels like you guys are to that playoff caliber that you were really rolling last year, and he felt like you guys were close. What do you need to see to feel comfortable going into the playoffs so you think you really have a strong unit? Yeah, to me, Pete, it would be consistency. Like, I think we've played some really good downs. Um, I, I felt that in this past game. Like, I, I thought there was a lot of really good productive downs against the Saints, and yet, you know, there's an explosive play here and a, you know, and a red zone nonstop there, and all of a sudden they got 29 points. So if we, could, if we could find consistency in our good play, I think our guys would all feel a lot better about it, and that's what we'll, we'll keep chasing. Let's go next to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Coach. Uh, first of all, Merry Christmas to you and, and the you. team as well. Uh, you know, when you look at it and kind of kind of following back or piggybacking off of what, um, uh, what, what Pete was asking, you know, how, how would you grade your defenders, you know, compared to last year as you all were getting ready for the playoffs and you were winning six games leading up to the playoffs? How would you compare what, you know, what you're seeing on the field now compared to last year? Uh, good question. Um, I'm not sure where – I know we're not as good in the as efficient in the red zone. That's one place that we've talked about that we would like to get better at. We're starting to find a little bit of consistency in third down. Um, I thought the guys played the run real well last week against a really good back and a really good offensive line. So I guess I'd go back to what I said uh, to Pete. If we could find some consistency in situation situational football and in the way we play and the way we finish games. I think all of us would feel a little bit better about you know where we're headed and what we're we're headed into and what we have to go up against. Um, but we still got you know listen we're worried about Atlanta right now and not uh, getting ready for the playoffs. We just want to go into this game and play better than we did in the last game. Go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey Steve, Merry Christmas to you. Um, 
Lejarius Sneed, obviously you liked him when he was coming out in the draft, but could, could you tell that he was going to be one of those guys that the game wasn't going to be too big enough for him right off the bat, that he was, he was going to be able to handle whatever you could give him right yeah. off the bat like this? I'd be lying if I tell you I knew that. Uh, we were hopeful. I did like the way it uh, worked out on film. I did like the interviews we had with him. Uh, I mean, everything pointed in that direction. But really, until you get any of these guys in here, it could be a first-round draft pick, right? Uh, you really don't know until they get here. You throw them in the fire. You know, when the bullets are flying, how do they react? And you know, I think LJ's done a nice job. I think all those, guys, all those young guys that we have, have, I think, have done a nice job. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, Merry Christmas to you as well. Thanks, Matt. Uh, and, you know, Willie Gage, you've had a very specific role for him all season, and you've, you've stuck to it, you know, being able to make sure you put him in situations you want him to succeed. Going into the last two games of the season, you know, with you maybe not having Hitch, maybe not Damian, and also maybe playing a lot of backups, could you see a larger role for him? And do you see that maybe he's ready to start picking up maybe a, a large work, work share right now? Well, we'll see. I mean, you're right about the uh, being down on linebackers that he'll certainly play more. But um, I mean, I, to be quite honest with, I appreciate all the questions, but I got to be honest with you as a coach, <laughs> all we're worried about is the Atlanta Falcons offense right now to be, be really truthful. And so we're going to put the guys out there that we think can help us against Matt Ryan and that offense, which I think is explosive and pretty good. Uh, and Willie will be one of those guys. I mean, he has to play for us. We know he plays in the base defense. We'll have to see where he fits in in other spots, but a lot of trust in the guys that are still here. We'll, you know, if we're not with, if we are without Hitch and Damian, uh, the next guy's got to step up and, you know, Matt House and Britt Reed do a good job coaching that group. So hopefully we'll go in and do some good things. We'll go last two, Herbie and then Nate. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Merry Christmas, coach. How are you? Thanks, Herbie, you too. And sort of piggyback off of Matt Derrick's question there and, and without getting into personnel, like who, who may step up, but like how beneficial is it to have safeties like Daniel Sorensen and Tyron Matthew who can slide down in the box yeah. as necessary? That's a great point. Uh, and look at you guys have seen the film and you've watched the games and there has been times when we've had to do that even on first and second down. So we do have a luxury with Dan. Uh, we'll use as many guys as we have to, um, you know, the guys that we end up activating on Sunday, uh, most of them are going to play, I think, between the safety and linebacker positions. You know, Coach Tobe, Dave Tobe use them, uses them in special teams. And, again, we're not <laughs> – I, I got to say it. I mean, when this is not a trial run to find out what we got. This is go try to beat the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, this game's important. Um, you win games in December, in my opinion, by playing good defense, and we want to find the consistency in playing good defense for four quarters. That's kind of what we're chasing. And right now the challenge is to do that against the Atlanta Falcons. We'll go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Steve. Early Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you, um, Wanted to ask you about Willie because, you know, coming out of the draft, he was one of the better coverage linebackers in the draft class. With him being in the base personnel, he may not get as many opportunities in coverage. Right. But I wonder what you see when he has given – been in the opportunity to maybe cover a linebacker, or excuse me, a running back or a tight end that you see. Yeah, um, look, he's done. There hasn't been a lot of opportunities in game. Uh, we didn't have any preseason games, um, you know. And against our own offense, to be honest with you, it's, it's hard to throw linebackers out there with all those skill guys. So we end up playing a lot of dime and some other things. So we're behind probably in that assessment. But 
Uh, we'll try to get him in certain spots. We're going to try to put all our guys in the spots where they be, can be most successful. Uh, Willie's got some talent, some skill. He's done some good things for us. This practice we just had here, uh, just one particular play sticks out where we play really, really fast. Um, so it seems to me uh, like he's becoming more and more comfortable in what he's doing. And as that happens with any rookie, you know, you hope to expand the role, but we'll just see how that goes. Coach Spags, we appreciate the time. Thanks okay. for joining us. Thank you. Hope all is well. Hopefully everybody's looking forward to having a safe and sound and a very Merry Christmas. Uh, hopefully your families have remained safe and sound throughout all this, uh, the events that have taken place and uh, continue to hope that everybody stays safe. Other than that, I'm all ears. Start first with Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Eric. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours as well. A um, couple things today. Uh, first of all, um, you've coached some really good backs in your time. Adrian Peterson, you had Maurice Jones-Drew, I think, at UCLA, if I remember right. Um, Jamal Charles, certainly here. And now Le'Veon Bell. Um, is there a common trait or a more than one common trait for all those guys, you feel like? And, and I'll have one quick follow-up, Brad. Okay. Well, you know, one thing that they all have, they have that determination to be the very best that they can be. One thing they all like to do was to work. And they understood that, hey, if you don't work, you don't eat. And that's how you live in that any particular position when you want to be the very best at your position. So those guys had that determined attitude and that determined mindset to make sure that they were dotting the I's and crossing their T's and understanding that, hey, I cannot afford to take anything for granted when being when put in this uh, put in this position. OK, and. Um as you know, being a regular featured back for a long period of time is a demanding job. There's not a lot of guys that can handle that, specifically with Le'Veon. What, what is it about him now that you've been around him for a little while that, that allows him to, to be that kind of guy, a guy who can carry a, a big load for a long period of time? You know what? He's smart. He's intelligent. He takes the game home. He's a football junkie. You know, he just gets it. And that's the thing that I, that I love about him is just his football intellect. And on top of that, he's always asking questions because he wants to know exactly what to do and how to do it the right way. And when it's all said and done with, he still loves the game of football. And I think that's what it's about more than anything, because he just wants to go out there and be the very best that he can to help us to be the most productive team that we can be to help us to win. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Eric, I um, hope your family's doing well as well. Um, you, you've been around here to, to where it, it's pretty consistent that you guys are getting to the postseason. I'm wondering in that first postseason game you guys play, how much of your success do you feel like is dictated on how you're playing going into the postseason, meaning the momentum that your offense has in, in this time of season? Well, I, I think it's very important. I think you always want to carry momentum into the, to the playoffs because – it gives you that boost. It gives you that energy. It gives your team and the coaching staff that confidence to know that you can go out and give yourself a chance to have a chance each and every week to pursue your dream. And so we want to make sure that we're riding that momentum. But on top of that, making sure that we're doing all the necessary things to putting our players in the right position. Right? And then on top of that, making sure they're maximizing the opportunities to be the best that they can. I think Adam Teicher had a quick follow-up. Go ahead, Adam. Yeah, Eric, um, just wanted to go back to something you said about Le'Veon. You said he takes the game home with him. Can you elaborate on that, what you've seen from him in that regard that that uh, makes you confident in saying that? 
Well, him and Dylan are in constant communication. They're always communicating. In this day and age, these guys get to take their their, their iPads home so they can study film on their iPads and be be in constant communication with the uh, with the coaches. So that's huge. When you got guys taking work home, obviously you want all your players to do so. But on top of that, you can sit and observe and watch tape and have a conversation with someone. It just goes to show you how important it is to him. And so that just lets us know that this this guy is in. And the only thing that we want from all of our players is that they all in and that they understand what the term commitment means. And I think Le'Veon understands that. We've got three left. We'll go right down the line, starting with Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Eric. Happy holidays. Thank you, Pete. I, I too, have a question about Le'Veon. I was wondering just in general – uh, where is he at in, in your mind as far as the scheme in pass protection? How comfortable do you feel with him being able to take the top reps there if, if that's what happens on Sunday? We feel good. And, and I'll say this. Let me let me just go backwards to go forward. we got a hell of a coaching staff. Coach Reed has done a great job of hiring a great coaching staff that are great teachers, that are effect, effective and, and efficient communicators, but also understand the importance of not taking anything for granted. So our coaching staff takes a tremendous amount of pride in that. So we got a heck of a coaching staff. Dylan is, a, is, a, is an outstanding communicator and an outstanding teacher. On top of that, Le'Veon Bell has played in this league long enough to know football. Now, he may be learning a different language in a sense, but when it's all said and done with football is football, and he'll be able to connect the two dots if that, that language doesn't quite, you know, snap in at the, uh, at the drop of a dime. So... I'm not concerned with Le'Veon at all. Like I said, next man is up. Uh, obviously, we still got Darwin, you know, who now is going to be given an opportunity. And everybody still can't forget about Daryl Williams now. Daryl Williams is still a hell of a player and, and a very productive player for us at that as well. Last two, Darren and Nate. Go ahead, Darren. Of course, sometimes you probably want to keep uh, keep them a secret so that other people across the league <laughs> doesn't find out about them. Uh, but to that point, as it relates to Le'Veon, look, of course, he is a former two-time All-Pro, so we know that he that you know he's great at the highest level. But in, in speaking with him, because he has started for the Chiefs in the game before, what pressures uh, does he feel upon himself to to try to I guess live up to the Le'Veon Bell of old? And and, and has he? Uh, as Pete kind of mentioned, does he know the playbook back and forth now being being a running back? One thing since he's been here, we always we, we talk to him consistently. If there's something that he quite doesn't understand, it's our job to make sure that we're not putting him in that particular position. So we just want to make sure that he goes out there and just remain calm, remain poised under pressure and just go out there and play now. If there's something that he just don't quite understand, we're not going to put him in that position to fail. We want to make sure that we got the right guys in. But when it's all said and done with, he's truly a professional that takes a tremendous amount of pride in all the things that he has done so far. And also he takes a tremendous amount of pride in being a student of the game too. So he's spending the time with Coach Dillon. He's also spending the time at home and studying and investing in this trade to make sure that he can help us to be the best team that we can possibly be. Uh, we'll go last one, Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Eric. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Um, this will be a different cycle than in the past in, when it comes to coaching interviews. It appears the league is going to let some teams request interviews earlier than they would have in years past when it comes to, obviously, January. I just wonder how that might work for you in terms of 
if teams reach out for you even before the regular season ends and how you may want to handle it if you guys do end up winning Sunday and obviously having time to prepare for the bye and obviously who you would see in the divisional round? Well, Nate, i say this. First of all, that's a great question. Second of all, I'm going to tell you exactly how we're going to handle it. We're going to prepare for the Los Angeles Chargers. So <laughs> I have a job. And so my job is to make sure that we complete the season the right way. And then when the time is right to, to – uh, conduct those interviews. We'll make sure that we have a conversation and take care of that, you know, when that time is, is right. But right now, we'll focus on the Atlanta Falcons. We got to make sure that we go take care of that business. And then after Sunday, we'll take care of uh, Monday's business <laughs> when, that, uh, when that time is appropriate. But thank you for the question. <laughs> be, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Merry Christmas to you guys. Have a safe holiday. You guys take care. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You just heard from Steve Spagnolo and Eric Bianami, and now we continue on with Chris Jones. Hey, Chris, can you hear us and see us okay? Oh, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good, good. We'll, uh, we'll get started. We'll start first with Pete Sweeney. Good, Pete. Hey, Chris, happy holiday week. Um, there's a, a video going around in NFL films of you and Frank and kind of joking around about setting up shop and opposing teams' house. I'm wondering, I know it was in jest, but why is that a good mentality for, for you guys to have, especially on these road games where you went a no, we were able to go in a building, sort of make it your own? Um, you know, um, Coach Spags harp on it a lot. I mean, a lot. Um, about your foundation and, you know, especially building a defense that starts with the foundation. That's the D-line of the defense. And uh, we try to have a tight, strong core within the D-line. And uh, obviously Frank has a, such a personality on him. And uh, we got we got a lot of fun guys in the room. And um, Coach Reed Harp on letting your personality show on game day. And uh, that's what we do. We go out and have fun and we play hard. Let's go next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Chris, uh, when it comes to Christmas, of course, you always mentioned that you had a stone cold figurine that you enjoyed when you were a kid. But for this Christmas, I would imagine you, pro you probably want a few more sacks, right? Yeah, you know, I'm always hoping for sacks, man. Sacks, sacks, sacks. You can never have enough of sacks. Uh, the only thing that keeps giving sacks and love. So um, more sacks and more love. And uh, Merry Christmas to you guys, man. Um, special holiday, um, especially during the pandemic, man. Um, hope is well for you. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Yes, Merry Christmas, Chris, to you as well. 
Um, I'm so happy Pete asked the question earlier because I was going to ask it. So I will uh, ask about a guy who played it at your alma mater, right? Really gay. Um, he's finishing up, you know, the last part of his rookie season before the playoffs. Just what have you noticed from him in the last month or so as it seems like he's getting a little bit more comfortable with what he's seen on the field? Just got to keep working. Um, he has the potential to be really, really good in this league. Um, just got to keep working, keep his head down. Um, you know, it, it, he can fly around, man. He can fly around, and that's definitely why he went in the second round. Um, <clears throat> but he's made a made a huge impact to this defense. Um, we've been able to use him multiple ways, and uh, we just got to keep working and keep at it. Like we've got two more. We'll go Darren and then Sam. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Chris, uh, looking forward to that barbecue soon when this pandemic's over with. But, uh, you know, I am curious, obviously, you know, you do you do some stuff in the community as well with the Special Olympics. You know, what have you been able to do, if it's virtually or not, to uh, to continue your work with the Special Olympics? Um, I actually, um, I'm in the process of starting um, the Sat Nation Foundation to um, <clears throat> help kids who um, was in the same position I was in, um, which is not able to afford um, to play and the little leagues and um, football around communities. And I'm going into communities and provide them with the ability to play football, flag football and other activities. And um, I continue to get back with my team within the um, Special Olympics. Go last to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. <clears throat> hey, Chris. Um, happy holidays to you as well. Um, I had two quick things for you. Um, one, I'm wondering, Generally speaking, and this might differ game to game, but sort of general, generalizing it, how much more attention do you feel like you're getting over these past couple of years than maybe you were years one and two in this league? Um, it's, it's different, man. It's different. You know, coming in my first year, I had Don Terry Poe. Um, I think he had just came off of a Pro Bowl season, and uh, he was clogging up the middle. And um, I didn't have to deal with many as double team as I, I do now. And that was fun. <clears throat> then um, the second year, um, I had Justin Houston in D4 who was causing problems on the edge and uh, very disruptive. And uh, the third year, I had 15 and a half. And uh, after that, things kind of changed and um, teams started respecting the pass rush. Uh, but now my guys still give me um, open lanes. Alex Okafor and Frank Clark, they do a really, really good job of causing disruption on the edge and freeing me up sometimes. But uh, it gets hard. It gets hard. And then that's the beauty of the game, uh, the challenge. So um, just keep on challenging and we'll keep on getting at the quarterback. As the follow-up to that, um, you know, obviously a lot of dif defensive line numbers, um, especially, you know, w what's talked about the is, is sacks. How do you sort of balance the fact that you're still affecting the game, even if the sack numbers aren't at that 15 and a half number you mentioned? Hitting the quarterback. Um, if you're not getting the sacks, hit the quarterback. Or, uh, you know, it's other ways you can um, affect the game in a run game. You're, uh, making sure that they don't run to your side or try to make them run away from you and um, or just batting balls down. You know, there's multiple ways to affect the game. Me personally, I want the sack. That's, that's the selfish and um, the, the challenging part of me. I want to be, you know, I want to have the sacks. But um, I definitely try to focus on affecting the game in different ways. Chris, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Uh, gentlemen, thank y'all. And make sure y'all tune in to Mississippi State Bowl game, baby. Hell State. Yeah, you know it. Ah, let's go. Ready for us? Mic check one, two. <laughs> it worked. Uh, we will uh, We'll start first with Harold Kuntz. Go ahead, Harold. Nicole, Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Absolutely. Uh, a Christmas question for you. 
what do you want for Christmas this year? And I, as a kid, what did you want uh, for Christmas, especially? Uh, this year, um, I really didn't want nothing. I just wanted a PS5. So I kind of got that for myself. So that's kind of like the gift I got. But as a kid, I always wanted like a, a ATV, a four-wheeler, dirt bike, something like that. Something dangerous. I always wanted something like that as a kid. <laughs> Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Nicole, given the reel that Patrick is building of highlight plays, it's rare that we get one of the top throws maybe of his career, and, and you were the recipient. I was wondering, since we didn't get you after the game, what you were seeing on that touchdown play from your perspective. Um, I knew the, the play was designed to go to another receiver, and they always tell us to be, um, be, be alive on the backside. And um, so – I kind of already like predicted I was going to score on that play. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you what I've told everybody. Um, I knew that they were probably going to cover the, the main main route, but my job was just keep it still alive on the backside, keep running. And I seen Pat Stola and he had hasn't thrown the ball yet. I'm like, oh yeah, let me just keep running. He he'll find me in the back of the end zone. It was a good good throw, good catch, and uh, touchdown. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey Nicole, I'm uh, just curious. Looking at the Falcons' defense, what stands out about their uh, their pass defense to you? Man, I knew he was gonna ask a question like that. Um, <laughs> but um, I think they're I think they're a good defense. That's uh, that that fly around to the ball. I think they got a good group of guys that that know how to get to the ball. That's be around the ball a lot. Um, I think we just gotta be uh, be secure when we catching the ball. Um, and our blocks and everything. I think they're very active as a group, and I think that would make some you know uh, stand out. Let's go next to Herbie Tiope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Nicole, to piggyback off of uh, Harold Kuntz's first question there, when you said you wanted an ATV, did you ever get an ATV? And then also, what was the best and worst Christmas present you ever got as a kid? Uh, yeah, I definitely did get some uh, some four-wheelers. And like, I think it's kind of like grew as you got older, like you start getting the faster ones and the bigger uh, four-wheelers. Um, but uh, we had a rule, like if you didn't like flip when you get it, you wasn't you was riding hard enough. So we kind of like rough growing up with those, with those ATVs. And uh, I think uh, the... The ATV is probably the, the best, best, best present, but the worst was socks. Like, my drummers always give us socks for Christmas. Like, the worst gift ever. Like, drummer, come on, man. You can, you can at least give us some tank tops or something, you know, but she always give us socks. Same kind of socks, never fail. Let's go next to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, McCall. Look, man, growing up, a lot of us just wanted some wrestling toys, okay, and you're going with an ATV, so shouts out to you. But uh, I, I want to ask a little bit more serious question. Your, your play from last year to this year, how would you, how would you, or what would you grade yourself uh, in your improvement from as a returner as well as a receiver from last year to this year? Uh, receiver, uh, if I'm grading myself, um, uh, I go, uh, I probably like more so of a C plus, B minus uh, last year. I think this year I'm like more of a solid B, uh, B plus. I think I'm just still drawing and, and learning as it goes. Um, but, but as far as a returner, I think I'm more confident so I, I give myself a, a a b plus returner last year i probably more like a b minus i think I, I upgraded there for his uh comfortable catching ball especially like on um on punt returns and um but um so yeah i'm definitely getting better as it goes i think teams as far as returner are starting to scheme more against me um kicking the ball to the sidelines or kicking out the end zone trying to like you know limit my touches in the game so um but whenever i get a chance i try to make them pay but i'm definitely improving on in them aspects that's all we have for today, McCall. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks for the time. Yeah.